Blog Talk Radio.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. I'm, of course, William Ramo. My On the other end is, of course, Macaulay Matthew. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going there? Hey, not much, man. You know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about MLB playoffs, uh, most notably the the Mets and the Dodgers uh, playoff game, what's going on with the series, our predictions, so far, the series is tied one and one. You know, we're going to lead off the show with that. Uh, talk a little NBA. Talk about the Nick controversy with uh, Derek Fisher and his former teammate, Matt Barnes. Uh, talk about, you know, NHL, how the, the Rangers and uh, the, the, the Devils, Islanders, all, how they're all doing. And, of course, um, you know, NFL with the Giants facing, uh, you know, the, the 49ers early, uh, later tonight. And, of course, as usual, uh, we're going to talk a little sports entertainment, talk a little WWE news, a little NXT, you know the deal, guys. And, of course, as you all know, you guys all know the number, and that is, of course, 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to call in and uh, share your thoughts. Uh, but with that said, uh, let's, let's go straight into the baseball. Uh, game one was basically Jacob DeGrom's uh, masterpiece. He threw uh, 13 strikeouts, uh, tied Tom Seaver. Um, uh, impressive performance by uh, DeGrom uh, in his postseason debut. Um, David Wright uh, knocked in a clutch uh, two-run single, two-run single to uh, put the lead in, you know, in, you know, um, to give the Mets a lead. Um, uh, in the in late into the game, uh, the Mets uh, they hit a home run in the, um, earlier in the game, uh, you know, in game one, and you know that was you know that was enough with uh, you know um, Jacob Degrom, you know, pulling up an upset against you know um, Clayton Kershaw, who who's been you know arguably the best you know pitcher in baseball for you know for quite some uh, you know for quite you know many years now. And um, so Mets won game one. And then game two, Mets, they had the lead. You know, Cespedes hit a home run. Conforto hit his first, uh, uh, you know, home run uh, in, in the playoffs uh, after he got his first, uh, you know, uh, playoff start. And uh, Mets, everything looked like, you know, Mets had it, you know, even though it was a slim lead, uh, Mets, Look like they had the, you know, they, they, you know, had, you know, they look like they had the game, you know, if they just play smart, you know, don't do any errors and, you know, just had a, you know, strong bullpen. But unfortunately, all of the Mets momentum that they carried from game one went to a crashing halt when Chase Hutley, the former Phillies, collides with Ruben Tejada and, and basically broke any chances of Ruben Tejada playing in the playoffs um, this whole entire um, postseason. You know why? Because Chase Utley, he, he made a illegal slide, man. That was a dirty play, man. No, no doubt about it. I'm not saying this because I'm a Mets fan, but that he made, he made a, a, a ridiculous slide that, he he wasn't even near the bag. And you want me to tell you what's the funny thing about it? Years ago, 
same situation happened in the regular season. Chase Utley, illegally, he slid right into Ruben Tejada again. I mean, this, <laughs> wow. I'm really? telling you. So this this five, wasn't the first time? Five years ago, I think it happened. Wow. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous, man. And, and you know, the, the, it's a dirty play, man. And, and because of that, all the momentum went from the Dodgers to the from the Phillies from the Mets into the Dodgers, you know, and you know basically Syndergaard was pitching brilliantly through six, and in the seventh inning he ran out of gas, and then the Chase Utley play that just solidified it because of that play, and we didn't even mention the most important part: Chase Utley never touched the bag. Yes, yeah. Ruben Dehada didn't touch the bag either, but guess what? He got collided before he even had a chance to to turn two. That's true. And then there, and then, and then, um, basically, as a result of this, the um, the the Dodgers had a four-run rally because the umpires, the umpires, if you want to call them umpires, they blew the call. They blew the call, and they have instant replay. Instant replay. Why do you have instant replay when you can't even do the the right call? They might as well just banish instant replay. It's a joke. And, yeah, and to tell, and to tell me that the Mets blew, they they blew the game, they blew the, the, the they blew the game and they made the bad call. But I'm sorry, I'm gonna let you talk, man. <laughs> say what you. I'm, I apologize. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, you know, it's you're you're the Mets fan here, so you have to go on that rant. Um, but you made some valid points. I mean, um. Utley never touched a bag. I mean, Tejada never touched a bag either, but, you know, um, I don't know. What happens there if they don't touch – they both don't touch the bag? I mean, I guess it can't. Yeah, how, how are they not safe? How is, he, how is he safe if he never touched the bag? Chase Utley never touched the bag. And then they, they – um, Joe Torrey's, you know, uh, excuse because, you know, he's, you know, part of, uh, you know, the MLB – He's an MLB executive now, you know, after he retired. You know, he what he was explaining, explaining he had to look over his shoulder at least twice to talk to somebody who's supposed to know the rules about, you know, the MLB rules. And they, neither one of them was sure, but they were trying to sell us. You know what I'm saying? It was like they were trying to sell us fertilizer while we're all sitting in mud. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. come on, you're trying to sell snow to Eskimo. In Alaska, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Well, what what they should have – I'm surprised. Here's two things that did not happen. First of all, the Mets didn't protest by throwing the ball to, throwing the ball to second base to get the out. They, they never did that. Also, yeah, they, Utley never went back to even touch the base. You know? Yeah, he didn't. And that was Joe Torrey's excuse that no one t- touched t- – tagged them. When he when he was out, but the problem is, Ruben. I'm assuming Ruben Tyler still had the ball. Why his leg is broken? Unless, I mean, someone. Okay, fair enough. Someone should have took the ball and, and tagged them. Took the ball out of Ruben Tejada's, you know, hand and tagged them out. But I'm assuming Ruben Tejada still had the ball after the collision. And I'm sorry if, if my leg is broken. The last thing I'm thinking about is tagging somebody out. Yeah. When I when I thought. In live in a live situation, I thought that I tagged the guy out. I got the the force play at second because remember originally the umpire ruled that he he got the the force out at first. I mean at mm-hmm. second, I should say. Right. You know, 
when Utley broke up the double play. Uh, supposedly broke up the double play, even though he's safe, even though he never touched um, second base. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a joke. That was it's very strange what happened last night. It's a very strange. No, but I don't think anybody's ever seen uh, seen something like this because the social media is on, on fire, and as, as you would assume, you know, <clears throat> Mets fans like myself aren't uh, aren't pleased, you know, with the yeah, officiating, uh, especially highlighted by yesterday. And now Mets, you know, bottom line, the bullpen blew it as a result, and now the Mets, you know, they, they're coming back home. They got the series even up. And they got Matt Harvey on the mound. And uh, I'm hoping Matt Harvey surprised everybody and he goes deep. He, he he does a complete game. I don't care what Boris had to say a few few days ago saying, oh, um, uh, you know, Matt Harvey gave his arm for the team already and stuff like that. That's that's crap because this is postseason. This is why you play the game. You, sure. This is why when you're a little boy, you play a little league so you could try to make it in the, in, into the MLB and hopefully win a World Series because you never know, you might never win it. Yeah, just for all the marbles, you know. It's exactly. win or go home. Exactly. If, you, if you're not playing to win the World Series, then you might as well go home. You might as well retire because yeah. this, is what, this is what it's all about. For real. So hopefully Matt Harvey, I, I think Matt Harvey is going to rise up to the challenge, you know, like the Dark Knight. <laughs> and he's gonna, and he's gonna, he's gonna pitch a gem in his first uh, postseason start. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do an awesome job. You know, kudos to the Grom, kudos to Syndergaard, even though he he kind of ran out of gas in the seventh inning, but you know he 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 did a mar- he did a marvelous job as well. You know, up until okay. you know the seventh inning, but um, the the weakness of the Mets clearly the bullpen man. You know they. Other than familiar, getting to getting to familiar is is the tough part. That's why Matt Harvey he has to go at least eight. He has to go at least eight innings for the Mets to win. Clippard, I mean he's he's you know he's the second reliable guy, but he he you can't rely rely on him either. Addison Reed he's he's like probably the the third best uh, you know the third best uh, you know reliever on the Mets by a mile, and but. You can't count on those guys. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got you got to go to those guys, but game three, you got to have game three. Yeah, there, there's Definitely. there's no no excuse. They got they have to win game three, or else or else they're gonna have to they're gonna face well they they're gonna face Kershaw thanks to the to the to the uh, to Utley and the umpires. We have to face Kershaw game four, and Matt uh, Stephen Matz is gonna make his. Uh, you know, his uh, postseason debut. And uh, it's going to be a big test. You know, the young lefty, he's only had like, what, 10 or 11 career starts in the big leagues. But so far, he's undefeated. You know, the, the guy, he looks like he's, you know, he's a big game guy. You know, guy. You know I just hope he can have at least one-tenth of the, the success your boy Andy Pettit has. Because, uh, you know, I think he has that potential to be a clutch pitcher, but We'll find out on uh, on Tuesday if he could, you know, rise up to the challenge. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a test, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. And uh, if there is a game five, um, then uh, it would most likely be the Grom versus uh, Granky. And yep. uh, basically, Granky, you know, he 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 dodged the bullet there. He almost 
he almost lost the game, on, you know, until, you know, the Utley slide. So, as a result, Syndergaard lost, and uh, Granke won the game. So, this series, uh, as the title um, implied, you know, back in the days, the Brooklyn Dodgers were known as the boy, Boys of Summer, you know, during the Gil Hodges, uh, Jackie Robinson, um, you know, Duke Snyder days. But, you know, of course, they left along with uh, the Giants in, uh, I think, uh, 57, or at, right after 57, they they left New York to go to L.A. So as a result, there was a, you know, like a five-year uh, five drought until the Mets was created in 62. And uh, to me, the Mets have always been like, you know, the they're, they're like the – the, the the child of you know the the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants hence you know the Dodger blue and the the giant orange the New York Giant orange yeah so I feel like you know Mets have always had that underdog lovable loser kind of you know mentality you know historically and basically Mets are gonna try to just like the Giants and the Dodgers were back in the days during the golden age of baseball the 40s and 50s, they're going to try to overtake the city from their big brother, the Yankees. Well, it's, uh, you know, before they can uh, even think about doing that, they have to win the series first. And I agree. One step at a time. And I agree. That's the only way they could win the, that's the only way they could win the city is by winning the the World Series. And, uh, of course, you know, the Yankees, uh, last week, uh, they they got eliminated by the, the Astros, in the one-game playoffs by, you know, Dallas Kutcher. Kutcher. So, you know, of course, you know, the Yankees are going to try to, re, you know, rebound in the off season. Yeah, the Yankees are fishing right now. <laughs> Trying to look for some sharks in the water. <laughs> hey, you but never yeah. know, you could send, send them in via free agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to have to do a lot of free agency. Need to get younger and need to get uh, some hitters because this team didn't score – they couldn't score, you know. They they were very inconsistent offensively this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. And to share it, you know, breaking his uh, having his injury, and uh, the CC Sabathia, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, having the alcohol problem, you know, which resulted in him checking to rehab, alcohol rehab. Yeah. Uh, you know, that obviously didn't uh, hurt the team either. Yeah. But uh, you know. They had a good season from Beltran and Arod, but unfortunately, uh, you know McCann and the guys—they weren't able to, you know, muster any offense against, you know, the impressive Kutchel. Uh, so, yeah. we'll have more with the Yankees, you know, in the off season and in, in 2016. We'll see what happens. They're gonna need to do a lot. Yep. And speaking of a team that needs to do a lot in New York City, is of course uh, the New York Knicks. And, uh, you know, of course, um, you know, they're trying to rebound from the worst record and the worst season in in history, you know, coming off a 17-win season. And, um, but but before the the Knicks can even play a, you know, know, a regular season game, now they got to deal with off-the-field issues. And, of course, uh, the whole uh, Derek Fisher... Matt Barnes situation where uh, they basically were fighting each other over, you know, you know, they 
you know, apparently Derek Fisher was, you know, seeing uh, Matt Barnes' ex-wife, and they got into a fight, and it's crazy, crazy drama, man. The Knicks don't need this drama as they're trying to open up this, uh, you know, new season, especially when they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, try to rebound and try to, you know, erase the horror of uh, this past season. Yeah, I mean, this this is a uh, Knicks always have some type of controversy surrounding them, and this certainly doesn't help the Knicks entering in this uh, in Derek Fisher's second season with the team. I mean, you know, getting him getting into a um, confrontation with Matt Barnes, who who supposedly was his uh, they were very close friends. It, it seems like, and I guess Matt Barnes felt like Derek Fisher broke the bro code by dating his ex-wife and he had to, you know, go down there and punch their fisher in his mouth. You know, it's, it's like childish behavior. It is childish behavior. They're, I mean, it, it, they're all, they're, they're all wrong in, in this situation. One, you know, uh, Derek Fisher had no business, you know, messing around with his, his friends, you know, ex-wife. I mean, that's, I mean, that goes without saying right there. Two, um, Matt Barnes had no business driving over to his ex-wife's house and beating up his former friend in front of his, I would assume, in front of the children. You know, mm-hmm. his, his his children, his wife, uh, I think her name was Gloria Govan or something. She was in Basketball Wives, apparently. Yeah. So, man, I mean, it's just a, a bad situation. Bad situation all stuff. around. And uh, hopefully Knicks, Knicks can uh, rebound, and hopefully uh, these uh, their their moves in the off season will uh, pan out. I know Porzingis yeah. had some knee injuries, and and uh, apparently a follow is dealing with a with a um, injury him, himself. You know, one of their their acquisitions, but. Um, We'll see what happens. Yep. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, moving along, uh, yeah, uh, the Giants, they're going to play a, they're going to play a big game uh, later tonight against the 49ers, a team they've had uh, history with, especially in the postseason. And uh, the Giants are hoping uh, to extend uh, the the 49ers losing streak to four games. Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup. The Giants came off that win last week against the Buffalo Bills. And they're right now they're at 500, and they're in a division that's pretty winnable because, I mean, most of the teams, the uh, Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, they're tied with them at 500 at 2-2. Two and two. So the Giants could still win this division. It's still early. And, you know, they played well last week. So, um, you know, they're playing against uh, the 49ers, which – and Niners are a pretty beatable opponent, so I expect the Giants to win tonight and to win big. Uh, I agree with you, man. No, no doubt. I mean, you know the Giants—they start off 0-2, but you know they—they've rebounded, and uh, right now they're gonna tr- just try to um just keep this uh, this streak going, man. Yep, hope so. And um. 
you know, shifting gears with the the, the Jets, you know, the Jets are, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they have the bye week uh, this week, but uh, they're going to return uh, next week and host uh, the Washington Redskins. And uh, the, the Jets, they're currently 3-1, and one, and, uh, you know, they're, ho- they're hoping uh, they can uh, build upon, uh, you know, their latest uh, uh, beatdown they put on the, the Dolphins in uh, in uh, London uh, last last Sunday. It seems like the Dolphins are always playing the London game. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, to be honest with you. But that was the the Jets the Jets uh, first ever um, first ever um, uh, you know trip in London or outside you know North America. Yeah, it's a that, that was a good one by the Jets. Jets have been playing real good. Brandon Marshall has been playing good for them. Eric Decker came back. You know um, they're playing good right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, Ivory had a, a a career game too as well. And, yeah, uh, they won by the final score of twenty-seven uh, to fourteen, and uh, you know they're they're hoping they could uh, take the, take their winning streak and uh, bring it home. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, another team that's doing well in uh, New York is uh, the Rangers. Uh, they're they're undefeated. They're three and zero, and um, you know they're you know they're starting off strong and they're trying to erase the you know the horrors that they had when they they got eliminated uh, you know by the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals of last year. And hopefully they can return uh, to the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, hopefully win it for the first time yeah. since uh, uh, ninety four. Let's hope so, man, because Rangers, you know, they've had a chance the last four years to go to the Stanley Cup. And, you know, well, they've gone to the Stanley Cup one time out of those four years, mm-hmm. and they, they've fallen short. Hopefully this year, this is the year. Yep, no doubt. And uh, the, the the Islanders, uh, they 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 uh, finally moved to Brooklyn. Uh, they had their home opener. Uh, they had a um, – uh, um, overtime loss, and uh, they followed that out with followed that up with another loss. So, the what you call it, the the Islanders, they're currently zero one and one uh, record, and uh, the um, the Devils also they're they're even worse. They're they're zero two right now. So, the other team in the Tri-State area, you know, they're trying to. Get their get themselves on the winning track right now, but um, you know, uh, lastly, moving on, and um, NXT. I don't know if you you um, oh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the 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 replay on the the uh, the WWE Network, but uh, it was a, it was a good uh, NXT um, event on Wednesday. Basically, Samoa Joe and uh, Finn Balor, they won the Dusty Rhodes um, uh, Tag Team Invitational, the annual, the first annual one. Uh, he had, you know, they had like a, you know, like a King of the Ring kind of tournament. Right. Basically, they won it. They defeated. Um, I'm trying to remember who who they defeated. Um, 
I can't for whatever reason I can't even remember. Oh yeah, it was Rhino and uh, I think it was darn. I think it was Tyler Breeze. I can't remember. But in any case, you know, congrats to both men, and they even had the Rhodes, the entire Rhodes family uh, there. Uh, they had Cody Rhodes, you know, without the the, the Stardust gimmick. They had, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes as himself, not Goldust. And they even had uh, Cody Rhodes' wife announce the winner, you know, as, you know, um, of the of the tournament. And then Cody Rhodes held a, you know, had a, you know, had a speech, you know, to talk about, you know, his father's legacy and, you know, the the you know the, the guys winning the title, you know, the the trophy. It was yeah. an interesting speech. And then afterwards. The main event was uh, uh, Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the um, the NXT Women's Championship in a thirty man Iron Man thirty minute Iron Man match, and it, it was a classic. I definitely recommend it. And the, the fans were like, fans... a good uh, event. Yeah, the fans were chanting "Women's Wrestling." Uh, this is awesome. You know the, you know. Basic chance you haven't heard in in a WWE ring in like years. Yeah, the women's wrestling division has been very. It's been great the last uh, the last few years. Yeah, the the, the NXT. You know the the, the NXT the, and WWE. Oh yeah, it's WWE is getting better. You know because they have you know independent guys. You know working their way up into NXT, and then they're you know working their way up to the title ranks. Yeah, WWE. You know they just have to get the writers and the people give the people the right the you know the right push. You know because they yeah, do have definitely. the talent now. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's great to see. Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? Uh, James Storm uh, from uh, N- uh, TNA. He reportedly signed with uh, NXT, and uh, he's going to reportedly be maybe a coach and a talent and apparently he's going to make his debut uh Wednesday night. They already he already had his uh match already, but there is going to air on NXT, you know, uh this Wednesday. And of course, you know James Storm is famous for being in a tag team with Bobby Roode uh yeah. called Beer Money uh in TNA. Um other other news is of course uh Seth Rollins is going to defend his uh WWE World uh heavyweight title against um uh against Kane uh the Demon Kane. Uh that's official. So of course we'll we'll give you the you know, our thoughts who we think is gonna win that match in the future. Um, let me see what else. That's um, that's next week, right? Uh, what you mean? Uh, the the paper Yeah, I think so. Was it October twenty? I think it is. Yeah, then that'll be Something next like Sunday. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Something like that. Well, no, not wait. Today's the what? No, 13th, wait. Yeah. Today's the the what? The eleventh, right? So the eleventh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find out when when is that. Okay. And um, I'm trying to remember what else is gonna happen. Um, oh yeah, uh, Roman Reigns is gonna battle uh, um, 
Bray Wyatt in the Hell in the Cell match, and that should, you know, end their feud, their life, their, you know, their long, their lifelong feud ever since, you know, the Shield versus the the Wyatt family. That should put an end to it. And uh, I would assume, uh, you know, um, Strowman, uh, Braun, Braun Strowman, it will, I assume will definitely make, a, uh, you know, a, a, an appearance in this Hell in the Cell match, even though it's supposed to be a one-on-one. Yeah. And um, apparently Undertaker's feeling a lot healthy. That's why he's, you know, appearing in a lot more um, matches than he's having, you know, and, you know, this year than he's had in the past combined because he apparently he feels, you know, a lot healthier and, uh, you know, he's going to battle Brock Lesnar inside the hell in the cell. And, uh, that should, you know, be their last match ever, you know, with one of, uh, and which will cap off one of Undertaker's greatest rivalries. Yeah. That's going to be, that's, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Oh, no doubt about it. And that's the great thing about this recent Undertaker, Brock Lesnar feud. You never know who's going to win. Yeah. You know, unlike a Cena match. If it's a Cena match, Cena against anybody, Cena against Superman in a WWE ring, you're going to pick, you're going to pick, you're going to pick Cena. <laughs> Cena versus Superman outside the WWE ring, then that's another story. Yeah. But, um, but in any case, um, that you know, Hell in the Cell potentially has a you know, looks like it could be a great pay per view event. You know, hopefully, oh, yeah. WWE can uh, you know capitalize on it. Um, anything else uh, from WWE? That I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I mean that's all I can think of right now. Pretty much, you said all. Yeah, everything. But yeah, I love the. Uh, the, the corporate king, demon king, split gimmick that they're doing. Yeah, I love that idea. Because I was totally against the the king, the corporate king gimmick, but they actually incorporated, uh, you know, a Clark Kent Superman element to it, and it's it's very interesting and comical, and that's something yeah. I never thought they would they would be able to do with Kane's character because, you know, that corporate king that corporate king gimmick really killed Kane, but them fusing both characters. Into it, uh, it, 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 it definitely shot out our, you know, you know, injected a little, you know, um, interest in, into his character, which hasn't well, been there since the, the, you know, uh, Team Hell No days. But with that said, oh, what are you going to say? Well, it, it's kind of like, it's more Bruce Banner, Incredible Hulk than <laughs> the Clark Kent Superman because uh, King can't, you can't remember what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You could clearly see he knows, but he's trying, to, he's trying to sell that he doesn't know because every time he gets injured in a match or injured during a Seth Rollins match, he's, he, when he's getting taken away by, you know, medical people, he always gives them a look and a smile before he, <laughs> he, he walks away. And Seth Rollins is always like, oh, no, 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 trying to, you know, keep him from going leaving. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Obviously he knows, but yeah, he, but yeah, his he, he's trying to sell it to to Seth Rollins, but he doesn't know. So you do have a point there. It is kind of a Bruce Banner, Incredible Hawk kind of thing. He does <laughs> he, he supposedly doesn't know, even though everybody knows he knows. <laughs> but 
But who are they fooling? If everybody knows, if everybody knows, and especially Seth Rollins knows, then who is he <laughs> fooling? Because Seth Rollins knows, everybody knows, the, the, the viewers know. So who are they trying to fool? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but funny it, it, it's funny. I, I'll give them credit. I'll give them yes. credit for that. So, you know, tip my hat to WWE. Hopefully, Hell oh, yeah. Yourself will be an awesome pay-per-view event. And um, SummerSlam is going to be at the Garden three consecutive years in a row. So that, that's awesome. Right yeah. But um, uh, anything you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show IMAX Saturdays at 11. Come back here and check out Sports and Religion every Sunday at 6. Alright, thank you everybody for listening. I'm William Ramos. This is Macaulay Matthew. Matthew Dagger. Peace. Let's go, Matthew.